Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. That's an Right, hello everybody and welcome to our latest Royal Blue podcast in association with Sport Pacer. Now we've got a top table today, we've got uh, our regular attendees, uh, Phil Kirkbride, our Everton correspondent, Gav Buckland, the man who knows all things historical about Everton Football Club, yourself Dave Prentice, Tony Scott who knows everything there is to know about Everton, and then a man who claims to know everything about Everton, Greg O'Keefe, who's uh, of the BBC, formerly of these parts. Uh, we've all got like one common theme, you know. We all want what's best for the Blues, and I think it's fair to say we're getting a little bit frustrated and a little bit not grumpy, but I don't know, dissatisfied. Uh, you know, the the time it seems to be taken to polarise the search for a new manager, and the fact that it just seems to be the same number of names uh, doing the, the rounds with no outcome. Does anybody feel reassured at the moment that the club's going in the right direction about appointing uh, a manager? You look thoughtful. I think the, the immediate silence from everybody there as things spoke volumes. Yeah. Um, I've not got a problem as long as we get the right manager at the end of the uh, of the process. But at this moment in time, as we speak today, it's slightly worrying that it's what two and a half weeks is this since twenty two days yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, is it that long? Um, and we still appear to be no further resolution. And also. My previous points would say is, you know, what managers they want just to see them through the short term at the end of the season, which would be my preferred choice, or a longer term, uh, you know, visionary that will take us through the next couple of years to where we want to be. So it, it's on that basis, I'm, I'm slightly concerned at this moment in time. My worry is that we've got a big, big game the weekend. In four days' time, we've got a crucial match against Crystal Palace. There's no manager in place to take a training session. By Wednesday or Thursday, what what's going on? Well, isn't David Unsworth manager at the moment? Well, he? he was told he's going to be given these four yeah. games or so. But what what is going on? This is a Premier League football. Yeah, it's what's funny. I had a very interesting conversation with somebody at Everton this week who made a really valid point. I'd not thought of, and he said that they need to make an appointment before the weekend. Uh, because if Everton go to Crystal Palace with David Unsworth in a caretaker charge and win, that gives them a problem then. Because yeah. they've got a, you know a manager who's won his last two games, a bit of momentum, and you know how can you bring Marco Silva in then? Can you bring somebody else in then with the players buying into somebody else's um, ideas? If you like, I'm not so sure, but it depends what road they want to go down, isn't it? Whether or not they are looking to just have a short-term um, coach until the end of the season, an appointment like we've we've heard Malad. Allardyce's appointment would be yeah. or whether they want to reset and appoint the next long term event manager in this period before January but I think what concerns me and probably what's at the heart of our growing dissatisfaction is the lack of clarity about it yeah. all mm. and as usual I think people are left to guess second guess complain on Twitter and read sort of spurious rumours and some not so spurious stories because there's no direction from the club we're not hearing from the club at any level Farhad hasn't spoken to Jim White 
Hmm. Bill, uh, Robert Elson hasn't written a blog. There's been nothing communicated about the process and what's happening. And I have to say, without opening another kettle of fish, that probably extends to the stadium as well at the moment. It's yeah, gone yeah. very quiet on that, and I think the supporters are owed some sort of update and a bit more communication. Yeah, okay, it comes back in with a bombshell. <laughs> what's happening with the stadium? It's just yeah. no, interesting to say that, Greg. What do you think? From an outside perspective, as a normal, say, a, a Sunderland fan or Newcastle fan, what do you think they look at Everton right now? I think they probably look at it and, and think, what's going on? Because the, the, that gap, that, that lack of communication and, and this period where there's been no appointment is filled just by noise, isn't it, and speculation. Yeah. And they probably look at it and think, but didn't they have an idea what they wanted to do before they sacked Koeman? But obviously they'd be at the panic button then. Haven't they, Koeman? They've just hit it with no plan in place whatsoever. They've taught. Listen, get Unsworth in. Four games, sick us over the line. Now what? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it well. just shows you all is not well because actions speak louder than words, and there's no actions, is there? In that case, though, if they're unsure about who they want to appoint, surely saying something's only going to you know, muddy the waters even more. I mean, surely best to keep your powder dry until you know the direction you're going to go in. But is it not worse by what's happening now because fans are second-guessing? I, th- I think what's causing the issue is it's international break and there's no yeah. football. Mm. Obviously, if there were games every four or five days yeah. and David Unsworth is doing press conferences, that fills that void. Yeah. And, you know, people become maybe not quite as you know, sort of anxious for some kind of information. Yeah, but it's not up to Unsworth to fill the void, though, is it? No, but matches do not, that. But I'm, yeah. I'm just saying, in, in his defence, it's not up to David Unsworth to fill that lack no, of no, but communication he would do about what's going on. No, no, I'm not saying that he would do it in that respect, but that just like desperation yeah. for information would be yeah, filled I, I by appreciate match that, details. It's, it's, not, it's, not fair, it's not fair that there would be, in theory, an expectation that just because there's a press conference and there's a game and there's a post match press conference that we can, or the club could not or get away with or not address the issue because. Unzi's been put up in front of the cameras. Yeah, it's interesting. I think I, I agree that there does need to be some kind of you know formal clarification of the club's stance from on high, and it sounds like we're being a little bit you know bitter and twisted here by talking about Farhad Mashiri only appearing to have one media outlet, yeah, yeah, and that yeah, being yeah, Jim yeah. White. Um, but it, it is true, you know. So you only ever hear on very very rare occasions. And again, you know, in a strange manner, sometimes, you know, he reads out some text messages from him. You don't actually physically hear, you know, so a, a method of communication from the man himself. And he's the man that, you know, owns you know, the majority yeah. shareholding in the club and effectively, you know, is the owner of the club. So I think we should be hearing a little bit more. Yeah, I, I'd agree that, you know, we're not expecting Farhad to come out and go, we've spoken to Sam, we've spoken to Marco, we've spoken to... No. Uh, but... Uh, yeah. but but uh, look, this is what we're looking at. Yeah. This is the kind of manager we want. The reason it's taken over three and a half weeks is because of this. But it will, it will be resolved. A bit of reassurance, yeah. yeah. I mean, we don't want a Peter Johnson that I can rest assured you'll be yeah. getting a world class manager. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he ended up having to go back to Howard for the third time because you know, yeah. Bobby Robson you know, basically stalled him. But no, I mean, certainly a holding statement, at least just to. No, the way you said, the way said then, Fernando, you said that if Unsworth was to obviously get a win against Crystal Palace next week, you'd give them obviously a different situation. If he was to get beat against Crystal Palace, yeah. I think it would be in a more worse situation than we're in now because they'd become desperate. They're yeah. going to have to go and get someone straight away, whether it be A, B, C on the list whatsoever. Yeah, Troy would be all right, wouldn't well, it? I, I, actually, I actually don't think a win changes anything. Yeah. Because you can't two wins, and Everton aren't going to be sensational on Saturday. I'll tell you now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so two wins aren't going to mask 
the previous two months. Yeah, but if you look at the league table, your fans will look at yeah, oh, you're, yeah, you're, yeah, you're ninth or something. Know, Whereas you, if you get beat, all of a sudden you're worried you about a Crystal Palace again. Bottom yeah, of the league. yeah, no, I just yeah, and I, I agree with that. But for me, the, the situation is exactly the same. Yeah. And, what, the, and the requirements of this situation. What, what, what terrified me is somebody said earlier that there are 12 matches to be negotiated yeah. between now and the opening of the January transfer well, window. Okay, two of them are dead rubbers in the Europa League, but the rest are very important. Yeah. It's a third of the season, effectively, or oh, my maths isn't great, maybe mm. just more than a quarter. Yeah. Awful lot of points. And whoever's in charge, whether it be David Unsworth or a new manager, has still got that same disappointing squad of players, imbalanced squad of players that we've discussed so many times yeah. around this table to work with. So, Something's going to have to change. I mean, you know, so top, top of your head as well. Games in that run include Palace, Huddersfield, Newcastle, and West Ham. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a common six points as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's yeah. twelve points. If you took yeah. twelve points, you everything does look a bit easier. And maybe you know Tony's right. You could breathe out a little bit more. But yeah, the time the time is sorry, Gavin, the January window as well kind of exacerbates an already complicated situation because. Whatever you decide to do in terms of short term, long term, that manager is going to have to have some resource to spend because obviously, stating the obvious, they need to bring in a centre forward. Mm. And it's whether or not you're going to get a manager who's going to be the next David's manager for the next three years who then wants to invest a load of money on if he can find the right striker or if it's Allardyce or A and other who just wants to get maybe get Morales off the books, move on Ross, and then bring in a striker. and how much money is he going to have to, to spend? What's, well, well, you know, I, I've said it on a podcast the other week. I think the club have to accept that January is a one off. Yeah. It's an isolated transfer window. Look, great if they decide to bring in the new manager that goes on to be the next manager for the next two and a half, three seasons. But it's a January window for now and to ensure that there's no trouble this season. That's what this window's about. Yeah. It's not about long term, it's about the short term. In which case, do, do we need a manager with experience of operating in the transfer market or you know, does the fact that Steve Walsh is at the club with that you know, responsibility what? give David Unsworth you know, the opportunity I, to continue I, as manager? I, with I, him think, I think the answer players? to that is you have to bring in somebody who can work with Steve Walsh. Yeah. There's no point in bringing a manager in and saying... Steve Walsh will sign the players. Which is why Sam Allardyce's name has been mentioned. Yeah. But then so he's worked with him as well, hasn't he, at yeah. the under-23s level. Whether Marco Silva will be comfortable with that process. I mean, he was a sporting director himself, wasn't he? Mm. Yeah. Uh, one of his other clubs, yeah. Um, I think if you look at Marco Silva, though, he, 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 as this Everton, if he becomes Everton's manager, will become, his, I think, seventh club in three years. Well, yeah, I mean... That's it, insane. Yeah, if Everton, as a club, are on a, in a culture change about the hiring and firing of managers, he's the... The well, no, he's on the, the emblem of it. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Very much. The, the emblem is a, a careerist, isn't he? In yeah. that respect. So, but that's where we are in modern football. And there's some very dubious departures on that CV. If you look at them, was the Esther Rill? No one quite got to the bottom of that. But he <laughs> left allegedly because he wouldn't wear a club suit in an FA in a, in a Portuguese cup tie. Apparently, that yeah. they uh, accused. And him then Olympiacos was uh, personal reasons, you know, unspecified personal reasons. Uh, Hull City two days you know after they got relegated he joined Watford you know mm. so clearly some talks had taken place before that hey who's bothered if you know he's a would, successful would you, would manager you, yeah, let's, would you have Silva as the next Everton manager Gav um, depends what all the other options are well oh, out of the names okay. in the at at the moment yeah yes I think he's the best of the bunch that's in there at the moment I do I but, think he's Premier League proven I think he plays the tackle football. Twenty nine games in the Premier League. Ish. 
How many wins? Uh, 12. If you've got a win percentage, you've got 34%. You yeah. in the teams, he had a bad whole team that were gone, weren't they? Yeah. Took over in January, don't forget. I, th- I think he's highly... When you speak, you heard people within the game talking about, about the move, none probably more ins and outs than us about like his, his wider career, talk about some very highly done deal. And I think I'd be hard and on that basis as much as anything else, as much of his win ratio and stuff. And he has had success, hasn't he? You know, we saying plenty of that. That um, he's got like sort of you know it's since two thousand and fourteen, isn't it? It's five, five, six clubs in three years, but he has, he has actually won stuff. I think what's in his so favour. I've got a problem. With is that. that he makes flying starts everywhere he goes. Uh, Estoril, you know, he made an incredible start the first two seasons there. Olympiacos, they set a Greek league record of seventeen yeah. successive wins from the start of a season. And Arsenal in the Champions League. Hull City, okay, dreadful squad though they had. They won the first four home league games. One against Man United in the League Cup semi-final. One against Liverpool. So Can we get him you know, in for the derby. So yeah, it looks like he has. <laughs> getting rid of him afterwards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he does have an impact quickly. I would take him on the basis that he's not Sam Allardyce. Oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, this is this is the problem. And Tony Tony said it. I don't know if you realise he said it. The best of the bunch. Yeah. So why are we willing to accept? And you very nearly said best of a bad bunch, but yeah. yeah. Well, so it, so it, why, it is, why the football club yeah. not going right? Let's get somebody in to steady the ship till the end of the season. And give ourselves the time to make the but right. But then, you, then you are writing a season off completely. Well, well. you're writing it off. The fa- if Allardyce turns up at Goodison Park, the clouds will just evaporate. I've heard a few actually. I've heard a few say they won't go. Yeah. Guarantee you're not going to go down. That's well, the whole point. Isn't it used to say Marco Silva won't come in and guarantee well, he won't go down. Yeah, well, I've I'll play, at least I play attack on football while you're at it. And go down. Yeah. Listen, what would you rather have? Allardyce isn't concrete, by the way, that he's guaranteed to keep it's, it's it up. It's as good as you'll get. But it's not. Yeah. It's, it's not safe. Michael Silva took all down. Yeah. They were already gone before he even went there. Yeah, but this great myth, though, I, I think it's been over-egged. I think he's a good manager, clearly. But... Oh, so but if you, if you, you still went down, if you, so he If you were owner of Everton now and you had the decision to make Allardyce or Silva, who would you go for? I'd say Allardyce till the end of the season and you go. He's not going to come in for six well, months. Well, that's, that's, that's the offer, isn't so it? So where would you go then after that if he said no? Unzi till the end of the season? Yeah. I think what you know, throws it into relief a little bit as well is the fact that Diego Simeone's name has been put out there that everybody gets quite excited about. And we accept that there's a lot of mocking about that. But equally, the point needs to be made that you know it wasn't a name, as some people have suggested, tossed into the ether by Everton to pacify supporters. Diego Simeone's people made contact with Everton and you know suggested that you know there might be an interest in the summer you know so not now uh, just interested in the project nothing more than that the worry of course is that if other Premier League clubs get wind of the fact that a manager of his quality is willing to come mm-hmm. to the Premier League you're going to get your Arsenal's or whoever you know expressing interest and altogether you know more attractive than Everton people at Everton have suggested that you know it's unlikely you know because of those reasons but although I would say you know, if you if you look at those elite clubs, if you like, in the Premier League, which of them would accept Simeone's style of football? Now, people moan about the way Sam Allardyce would play. Simeone just does it on a different level. Yeah, Chelsea. Now, Chelsea would, yeah, I'd agree. Would Arsenal wouldn't? Would they? I don't think they accept Simeone in that respect. And the majority of Arsenal fans will take anyone instead of Wenger at the moment, isn't it? Well, yeah, United obviously they wouldn't get. I don't think they would necessarily with Mourinho there. I just think he could. He, I, I think he's just sure to go back to Italy, managing to Milan or AC Milan. I think he'll go back there. Listen, let's be realistic here. He's going to be going to a Champions League club. Well, that's he's not going to be coming yeah, to a yeah. team mid-table in the Premier League, is he? We hope. Well, <laughs> <laughs> let's have it right. Who would you go for, Greg? Oh, 
it's just so difficult isn't it mm. uh, but Silva's on the table is he uh, yeah. apparently Silva was a week ago not interested in the slightest but now we're led to believe that he is willing to listen but because Mashiri's dangling such a ridiculous paycheck in front of his nose I, I would imagine okay so yes I accept that but yeah. then wouldn't they have to pay like a staggering amount of money to yeah. Watford to yeah. release him because there's no clause 15 million or something wouldn't yeah. it yeah. I'm guessing why would Watford even entertain that because I mean I know that they've started well thanks to the yes, manager yeah. But if they were to lose him and then have to appoint someone else, what's to stop them plummeting and maybe losing the Premier well, League? Well, they won't accept it. They've actually sent out a fairly strongly worded statement today saying that you know he's not going anywhere. But you know they have to accept the writing on the wall. If the manager has had his head turned, that's football. Oh, it happens. Well, but what if they just say, just simply say no? There's Watford, no, there's Watford, no deal. What if they do chop and change manager every season now? Though, don't they? So upheaval to them isn't isn't alien. Admittedly, it wasn't mid-season that been doing it. But well, to, to answer your question, I'd take Silva. You uh, take him, yeah. I would take him, yeah. But I do. I know you asked me there, so but I, I still keep to my there's no point that Silva, if he was available at the end of this year, but I do think that a Allardyce type figure between now and the end of the season. I, I'd is, understand is, that, is, is, especially with ten. What Peno started off, he got ten games now between now and Christmas it's a, it's a hell of a lot of points and yeah. you want somebody who knows the Premier League inside out and knows how to manage in yeah. that position and he would appear to be or somebody of his ilk would appear to be the best best uh, bet to do that I'd go with that if we were in March six points off the relegations or something like that we're in November we're four points off eight spots yeah. there's no there's no panic buttons to be at here I just think there's there's no need to go down the Allardyce route in November and you look at the clubs he's been called upon it's always towards the end of the season when you need someone to stay up Everton on in that situation yeah, yeah. no way the, the other thing I was going to say and I don't want to because it's it sort of pa- passed by but Greg's a point at the start about and what Ben was saying about clubs communicating with fans I mean I, I personally feel that they're not obliged to especially on a management issue I just don't think that not a PLC you know they're, ab- they're, obliged, they're obliged to keep the powder dry and then we'll tell you when we when we got somebody. I don't. I don't. There's a lot lot said, isn't there, when you read for about clubs being about what they should tell fans and and the other clubs to tell supporters their you know, what their plans are for for replacing the manager. Not a PLC, so they don't have shareholders, but they have forty thousand. If you yeah. like members, oh, yeah, and a lot more. And I get that. Oh, we're not saying to tell trade secrets. Yeah, yeah. But at least say some clarity on what's actually going on. I personally feel that. I'm not defending anybody here. My view is that is that something that we just get a little bit overexcited about, and that maybe bothered just generally about what how clubs should communicate with supporters and I mean, things look, like that. Everton have attempted until, as Greg said, fairly recently they've attempted to update or offer some updates in the stadium. So mm. you could argue, you know, playing devil's advocate, what's the difference? As you just, said, Greg, the, the stadium has gone quiet, hasn't it? We haven't heard anything from it for, for months now. Isn't the commercial stuff involved in that? I'm not sure. Right. Like, I mean, you don't know. But I just think sometimes, and sometimes if you're the club, you can leave yourself open to hostage to fortune, can't you? Some, some things. And I just think that. As we said, sometimes I don't. I think I don't because, think Gav, I think because at the moment there's no manager yet, there's an important yeah, game this that. weekend, and there's no clarity on what's actually happening off the pitch. And it looks, though, and if you speak to any Everton fan, they'll tell you it looks as though. Their perspective on what's going on at Everton, there's a big split in the boardroom, he, and that 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 is do, what. Do you think that's a reason? Then, obviously, why, it, obviously, why haven't we why haven't we got a manager? It feels like the club's like doing everything by flying by the seat of its pants, and yeah. what I'd hope will happen. I don't know, but yeah. I would hope 
is that at some point, and I realise there's priorities like deciding what they're going to do ahead of this stretch of 10 games, but they've got to have a review into what happened in the summer. The string of failures that led to the yeah. point where yeah. we got to the point where Koeman lost his job. The transfer policies were basically being a failure and the centre forward wasn't replaced. And if that, I'm, so, I'm sorry to like dredge it up and, and aim sort of like pressure in that direction, but if that involves pressure or Steve Walsh having to answer some t- testing sure questions, then so be it. Yeah. Yeah. How, do you, how, how, how do we know it's not going to happen again? Yeah, but that was why, yeah, examine yeah. what's gone wrong. That, yeah. that was, that was, I've raised that point about that's why I support like an analysis type appointment, right? Because I've said I've said the same that you just need to have a look at the whole way it's being run in, in terms yeah, of that's what I mean. around the club, yeah, you know, yeah. like and yeah. get that right for next season. So then you can bring in somebody. It's just the model yeah. isn't yeah. working yeah. very yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And but that's as I said a couple of weeks ago, that's not to be unexpected given that within sort of new territory as a club, a ma- you know, a massive step change in any organisation like like we had over last season and you know and, and the early part of two thousand and sixteen is you're always gonna have you're not gonna go hit the ground running everything work yeah. perfectly. You're always gonna have problems within that. You know, like Steve Walsh coming in, not necessarily perform the same role as what he'd, he'd done a new manager, all all happening very quickly. So you you need that sort of breathing space, I think, to review everything, and that that to me supports like the appointment of a short-term manager to give give us an opportunity, as Greg said, to, to review the way we're on. The major review you know? should it's clearly obvious as the centre forward, isn't it? That should that should have been the biggest issue. And the biggest question from Farah Mashiri is who's responsible for this sense of football? It's, it's got to be the who manager, is? hasn't it? Regardless of who your director of football is, yeah. you know, your manager picks the team, he knows the squad he wants, he knows he needs a centre forward. Uh, told okay, them enough times. Well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they thought they had Olivier Giroud in the bag, we know, but obviously, you know, that didn't work out. But, you know, the manager has to take responsibility for that. You know, it's his job on the line at but the it, end of the day. So uh, That's true. But who has to take responsibility for allowing a situation to develop where Cumin and Steve Walsh basically horse traded over recruitment. I want him, okay, I want him. And then, surprise, surprise, we're left with an unbalanced squad. Yeah, yeah. And this, surely this brings us all neatly back to <laughs> three weeks and a day since Cuban was sacked. Loads of important games coming up. Surely you have to get the manager in now as soon as possible or go the other way and say, look, right, we'll leave yeah. him to the end of the season. Unzi's going to be the man. Now let's sit down with him, Steve Walsh, Farhad and the chairman and go, look, these are the options for the centre forward in January. Let's get it sorted now. Yeah, I think that's important. Or equally, you know, David Unsworth should be installed as a semi, you know, a permanent, you know, caretaker manager until they say the end of the season. But obviously you can review the situation in January, you know, if we get to January the first, opening the transfer window and you know the results haven't gone the way we want. And then you can, you know, sort of parachute in your your emergency, you know, Sam Allardyce type figure then. But I think, you know, there's certainly an opportunity there, you know. You know, the guy seems to have introduced a few new ideas. All the substitutions he made against Botford worked. You could argue that okay, that you picked the wrong starting eleven in the first place. But you do have the situation if you haven't got anybody that is even acting as a manager that still has the word caretaker. Situations will develop where players take liberties. You know, mm-hmm. you know like you know, we discussed the Morgan Schneider and Kevin Morales incident mm-hmm. previously on here. But you, you'll get more situations like that. You know, where players 
don't really feel that there's a manager accountable yeah. to them. Yeah. Can you just say he needs a big parachute for Sam Wooden? Yeah. What you say, yeah. Got caught big Sam for nothing, like, yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. the length of his CV. Yeah. Joey jo- jo- Barton, no, no. Is such a body fascist guy? Yeah, I'm not saying. I just found it's because he's called Big Sam. Because he's statuesque. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, let's, let's try and look ahead a little bit more immediately to the game at the weekend. Um, we said it is a very, very important game, you know, so Crystal Palace. Um, what kind of sides do you think that you know, so Unzi might be tempted to send out for that? Should he still be the man selecting the team at the weekend? I'm, I'm worried about Zaha and his pace straight yeah. away when I look at our defence this season. Yeah. It concerns me. Ben Techi back as well, isn't he? He was back in Lo- training. I don't know if he'll start. Loftus Cheeks loving life, isn't he? Oh. Going into the massive kind yeah. of you know uplift in his personal sort of self belief and form. It's not a gimme. No. I was looking at the. Uh, for a piece I'm doing separately on, on West Ham actually but Everton's stats because when I was looking at the clubs mm. down there Everton's stats are appalling this season we're, we're, we are where we are yeah, for yeah, yeah. very yeah. good reasons mm. Yeah, just awful Yeah, exactly on par with West Ham has anything changed since Koeman's been sacked? Um, not really I guess though it's hard for us to answer because Prano said then I mean I, I put a lot of you know faith in players, senior players like Leighton Baines, and he's spoken very glowingly, hasn't he, about mm. the coaching and stuff like that. And that was always going to need time for his ideas to be implemented and for his. And he's got a lack of experience, hasn't he, as well? You've got to take into account at that level. So, I would I would like to think and firmly believe, even with Messrs Morales and Schneiderlin uh, accounted for, some home truths have been told, oh, and that Unzi yeah. has been like. No, you need to pull your fingers out. I, think, I don't think they've got the character to. Seriously, I don't think Varela's asked for the six. Well, he, I think from what we've heard that you know Unzi has been quite blunt with them, and Duncan Ferguson, you know, you would imagine yeah. would be you know fairly forthright, you know, sort of character on the coaching pitch as well. So I don't think there's any issues with that. Um, it's whether the players are prepared to listen to it because, like we said earlier, they're not permanent managers. Well, what I would like to think, and again, I'd, I'd like to believe, is that at the very, very least. The players in this failing squad understand that they're playing for the futures. Yeah. Because players now can be replaced because they haven't got money. Yeah. How are we going to set up to, to try and get something down there? Crikey. It's going to be grim, isn't it? It's going to be proper grim. Well, I think, as Phil said, we shouldn't expect that there's going to be a huge upturn in, in the quality of football. But we need a point. Let's well, just well, so, well, so far, so he's yeah. been quite keen to play with width. You know, he brought Aaron Lennon in from the cold. He brought yeah. Luckman on at the weekend. You I'd know, play Luckman. I think he. Yeah. Did. I think he should start. I think Don't he's forget. Been, he start, sorry, Phil. He started with Sigurdsson and Rudy on the wings. I, I yeah. actually. It, Wayne's just dipped, and I wouldn't be at all surprised if he didn't start on Saturday. No. I think you could be quite right there. Yeah. Would you? Have we got any insight on why Vlasic isn't getting a look in? No, not a dicky bird. I mean, um, Unzi has been quite open and quite honest whenever we've spoken to him about things, but that's just one you know, question we haven't asked him yet. Um, the player himself has been quite diplomatic. Um, he said that things were going very well, then the manager changed. Yeah. He says, but no, I've just been you know, sort of left out, you know, so sort of no, no explanation. Yeah. Initially, we thought that he wanted players in that he was familiar with mm-hmm. and that he knew, which is why we saw Benny Beningami, which is why we saw John Joe Kenny, you know, where we saw players yeah, from the yeah, 23s mm-hmm. you know, brought in because he knows what they can produce. Presumably, he's not worked with Nikola Vlasic, he doesn't know a great deal about him. He's been away on in international duty for the last fortnight, so he won't have seen him even then. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's anything more sinister than that. 
Uh, but until we can actually, you know, put the question to him, you know, we don't know. Classen um, and Sanzo are others, aren't they? Well, yeah, s- similar circumstances apply. That you know, he's not worked with them. He, he doesn't know enough about them to trust them just yet. But uh, even the players he's playing, they aren't performing, are they? So you uh, may have to. You might have to, yeah. Might have to bite the bullets. I would have thought the Vlasic is quick and he's quite dynamic, and he, he should be an option from the bench at least. But I would start with Luckman too. I think Luckman would be, you know, if we're going to try and. Will we have to counter-attack them and sit back? You know, well, we're going to open them up, aren't we? Yeah, no, it's a good I mean. job you've got a good yeah. goalkeeper, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, joking aside, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I mean. Yeah, the other thing we've not conceded in 442 minutes at Salah's Park against That's Wallace. what we like to hear. Yeah. Stats, yeah. Our, our, second, our second yeah. longest ever run on an away ground without conceding the goal. You kept that obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, the yeah. omen's been that was the last time we won away from home in the league as well. Yeah, yeah. At Palace. So, How yeah. bad would that be? The last time we won an away match was against the team we played. Coleman 1 0. Yeah. 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 That was January, January, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. That's grim, that, isn't it? Proper grim. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for cheering you all up. Any razor blade? Serious question though. Would you take nil nil? I would. Yes. Absolutely. Bite your hand off. Yeah, I'd take a draw now, definitely. Oh, it's only because you've been. Oh, you're the old romantic. It's, no, it's sad. Yourself, like, yeah. All this money spent in the summer, and we're going, we're playing the team bottom of the league. Would you take a nil nil? But do you but see them against Spurs though? Again, against Spurs, well. they played well. I mean, they don't, to be fair to them, yeah. and this is slightly worrying, is. When, you know, going back to Greg's point, when you see most of the teams at the bottom of the league yeah. compared to us this season, most of them like <laughs> appear to be better. You know, well, yeah. better, better perform, put better performance in at some point where we we've hard we've hardly put a good performance together all been, season. We've been similar to West Ham, haven't we? We've yeah. been very similar. Yeah. To West yeah, Ham. yeah, yeah. Not many of them can come back from two 0 down against Watford, don't well, they? We were lucky there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one, one other <laughs> thing to say about the new manager: I don't think that helped West Ham second billets then getting those places and then straight away. Did he, regardless what you think of Moyes, that that did show like. We've got, got rid of one man to get one in straight away. Well, they made a quick decision, didn't you they? You know what I mean? I and think that, they've admitted... That so hasn't sorry. helped. That they, hasn't they, helped, has it? They've admitted, haven't they, that they've been in exactly the same situation yeah. as us, really. And they've gone... They've made a quick, de- you know, decisive decision. It may or may not p- prove to be the right one. Yeah. But they've told Moyes, effectively, what's his contract? Like, till the end of the season. Till the end of the season. Mm-hmm. season. So they've done that. Um, Next home game for Everton. Yeah, yeah. West Ham. No, I, I think he could do all right there, David Moyes. I think, think, yeah, definitely. I think there's a lot of been a lot of revisionist history about uh, his talents as a manager. He took like the poison chalice at Man United that you know yeah. an awful lot of people would have struggled to you know sort of follow in the shadow yeah. there. He then went to a different country, which is always like very very difficult to try and you know sort of achieve success yeah, there, yeah, yeah. and then took over a Sunderland squad that you know. Absolutely appalling. You know, it was you know rock bottom. All right, didn't do himself any favours with some of the uh, the familiar players he brought in with him, but he's still the same manager that you know for me uh, worked wonders at Everton for a long time, and you know. Everson fans fell out with him. Gave him a hero's departure yeah. when he left against West Ham, yeah. but because of trying to bring some of those players with him to uh, Old Trafford, seemed to fall out. Now I think he could have a similar impact at West Ham than he had when he first arrived at Everton. Out on the training pitch, he's got good players there. You know, so he's decent been, players. Made a couple of smart backroom appointments as well. I think. Alan Irvin and Stuart Pearce. It's relevant to us, of course, as they're at the bottom. Yeah, they're yeah. at the bottom with us, aren't they? If they start pulling away, see, this is what they, I mean, Gavin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they've got a manager in place, I'll give them a lift. This, now this, we're this, like that, looking at what's going on. I think they play Silvers Wofford as well, don't they, on, uh, on, on Sunday? Isn't it yeah. ironic, isn't it, that Moyes was essentially the reason why... Because when, when I was growing up, Everton were perennially battling relegation or staying in division and whatever. Moyes put an end to that, didn't he? Yeah. 
and was progressive and got to a glass ceiling. His attitude and his, his sort of negativity in that regard didn't help. But he, he was hamstrung financially. Mm. Imagine if he'd had access to the money that could yeah, have. Yeah. But then <laughs> we're back again. I and mean, you're right, it's not panic stations. But we are looking down the table rather than up. It's like, I'm still aghast. Three weeks later, how it's got to this. Which is why I'm sort of banging a drum about they need to have a really serious look at it. But I know that priorities, we've got to appoint a manager first. I can't see one being in a position before the weekend. Uh, and as it goes on and on and on, I think I'm agreeing with Preno. I think Preno was your take yours that it might be worth just saying someone's worth. All right, carry on. Till the end of the season. So at least January. Yeah, there needs to be some kind of statement just to give the players a sense of clarity that look, this yeah. guy's going to be your manager till January. You mm. know, therefore he's the boss. You know, you're going to get fined by him. You're going to get left out by him. You could get sold by him. You know, so should you not pull your fingers? Why not Joe Royal dropped from the equation? Like you know, Norwich at the end of the season. To, to be honest, I, I think that 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 was almost like a, a cosmetic exercise when Joe and David were supposed to be managing the team. It was David's team, you know. So Joe was there as like the experienced public figure, but I don't think he had a great deal of say in the running of it. Funny enough, somebody rang this week just asking, you know, what kind of influences he got on the team because he thought Joe was passing messages to uh, to Unzi from the dugout uh, <laughs> against Watford, and he wasn't. I mean, you know, they were, you know, John Edwards, the guy that he listens to, Duncan Ferguson, yeah. and then makes his own decisions Phil you speak to the players quite a lot what do you think they're thinking at the moment hmm, good question I don't know um, if I was a player playing for Everton at the moment I'd be going what the hell is going on here they sat Koeman was it three weeks ago yeah they got a caretaker man in place and there's still nothing What are we going into training who's taking it the depressed conferences it, yeah, it, it, be, what's going on they will definitely be uncertain won't they hmm? but <laughs> the bottom line is their 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 CV, their job titles is professional footballers. You get on with it. Yeah. You paid by Everton. You do your best for Everton. You realise that their best hasn't been good enough because they've performed well below par. They've effectively got Cuban sacked, obviously with, with the help yeah. of himself and various others. But the professional footballers, you get on with it. I just think they must be looking at it now and thinking, is this what what the project was meant to be? To to players think like that. They've got to be. I'm not the sure. Human the human beings, like no, anyone else, if sure you're in a working environment, it doesn't matter what it is. And if you're seeing things like this happening from the hierarchy, you're, you're going to be questioning. You're going, What's going on here? Who am I, who am I playing for? Who am I working well, with? Nah, the, the worry for me is an actual human reaction when the manager is not around. It's just to take your foot off the pedal. Yeah, 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 I think that might be happening. I'd love yeah. a penny for the thoughts of Gilfie Sigurdsson. Yeah. Oh. Everton pursued him for a too overly protracted amount of time, yeah. haggling over the fee. And therefore, he missed having a proper pre-season. He came in. His form's been all over the place. All of a sudden, he doesn't even look like he can deliver a set piece to anywhere near the standard that mm. he was doing it last season. Hopefully, that'll come. But what, what, what must he make of it? It's all the new sound. He was quite settled. But, but Sigurdsson is like, yeah. that was a big deal. Yeah, yeah, it? It was. Yeah. And to be honest, I, I thought his attitude against Watford was top class. I thought yeah. he really had to go uh, all the way through in an you know, unusual position. Uh, but you know he kept doing it. He was pressing. He was closing down yeah. from the off. And uh, I thought he, he did all right. Uh, you know, yeah. and his set pieces. I think a lot of the issue there, which I've said before, is not the quality of delivery. It's the lack of any decent target man on really? the end of it. We haven't yeah. got a forward. No, it's pointless knocking in, point in the box. I, I, sure I wrote about the other day, Wait. and I think people know my feelings on Sigurdsson. I think they've got to play him, and they've got to play round him and through him. And I think he's too much top Phil. No, I'd play him as number ten. Proper. I think. I think. And if that means sacrificing Wayne. From the start, I'd yeah, do it. Yeah, absolutely. Dominic, Dominic, lead the line. Do you mean without 
um, you know, wishing to protract it further, the other one that must be thinking is Barkley, mustn't he? What's That's Ross? What's Ross way, thinking? Uh, well, Should have gone for Chelsea. <laughs> we, we, we've not heard anything from him publicly, and the, the perception is that you know Chelsea will come back in. Is that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not Tottenham. Well, Tottenham, even yeah, you know, in, in the January window, right. and he'll he'll end up heading to one. Is that because he just doesn't want to play for Everton full stop and nothing to do with the manager? It appears to be the case. I mean, David said he wanted to sit down and have a cup of tea with him and see what the, the future yeah. held. You, you presume that has now happened, and you know, so nothing's been made public about the player situation. Yeah. So it is as it is. Right, we're going to wrap things up, and we're not going to finish like we normally do with a prediction, or are we? Did you fancy a prediction, do we? Yeah, 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 yeah. I did say two nil Everton last time, so I got to win. Just, <laughs> just didn't quite get the clean sheet I was hoping for. Come on then, Palace uh, Saturday. Phil, do you want to uh, kick us off with how you think it's going to go? Nil nil. <laughs> right, nice ambitious start. Go on. 2 2. 2 2, goals galore. Yeah. Oh dear. Oh, it's sad, isn't it, when the most positive is a, yeah. is a draw? Against bottom of the league, by the way. I'm going to go for a. I'm going to be positive, I'm going to go for a win. We're not going to keep a clean sheet, obviously. <laughs> so. 2 1 away win. Based on nothing other than blind faith. <laughs> Well, I'm going to say, uh, well, as long as we go 59 minutes without conceding the goal and set a new club record, we're not conceding <laughs> the goal. He's worked it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what our previous record is? Set at Anfield, our previous record of 500 minutes before the First World War. There you oh, go. We, we can't keep yeah, clean sheets at Anfield. Yeah. And I'm going to go with, uh, on that basis, a nil-nil would be what I'd say. Greg, Jordan no Pickford's going to play out of his skin. Yeah. Michael Keane's going to find form. Sigurdsson will be bang on it. We're going to win 1 0 and we're going to repeat that. You get, nice, close the circle. Our last win was away at Palace 1 0. Yeah. We'll win 1 0 again. I think, so. I think Pickford's most likely to score as well. Right, unless there's any uh, developments in the managerial situation, we'll be back with you early next week. Uh, obviously, if things change, we'll be back with you sooner. So stick with us. Oh, what a finish! That's what he can do!